At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Awake and remarkable improvement. The update we've been waiting on since Monday as we welcome you in on a Thursday. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi, Damar Hamilton showing remarkable improvement this morning. Neurologically, he's intact. That's awesome information as we say hi to you and get going with the show today. How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. Great news, Patrick. That's really exciting that he's making this kind of progress and we're getting updated. I'm sure when his father, as Adam Schefter reported, talked to the team uh, yesterday that that was an uplifting moment because he was making progress yesterday and today. Every day we're getting a little bit better. So we're moving in the right direction, which is something that uh, is wonderful to hear. What direction we're going to move in as far as the game? Michael Lombardi has an update on that. Mario Hamlin, excuse me, Mario Hamlin, the father of DeMar Hamlin, spoke with the Bills yesterday, said he was making progress. Again, the news today coming out just recently here. Remarkable improvement from the doctors uh, showing neurologically that he's intact, up and awake. So good news for DeMar Hamilton. We're going to get into this. We're going to get into the ramifications as far as seating. Obviously, we have to take it to a sporting scope, uh, but the big news today, the kid is feeling better. Let's hear from Joe Burrow as far as whether or not the game should be played. Um, that would, I think that would be tough, uh, just just scheduling-wise. I think, you know, I think whatever Buffalo would want to do would be what we would want to do as well. We're you know, behind them 100% and support them 
in, in whatever they would decide to do going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's a great quote from a great guy. And let's yeah. just take it back to Monday. I haven't had a chance to speak with you. I know you talked about this yesterday. I know you talked about it on GM Shuffle. But class shown, not just with the Bills, but the Bengals throughout. Everybody's shown nothing but class. I mean, fans alike, you know, everybody. The one thing, you know, that's, that often a tra- tragedy does is unify people, and this certainly did. And, and I think with Joe Burrow, the sentiments that he echoed are the same ones that I had. I mean, whatever the rules of engagement are, We'll, we'll learn to deal with it, right? I mean, so whatever the league decides, I think everybody's on board with it. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to get a raw deal here. And I don't think the integrity of the game is at stake here. You know, it's a game. You know, it's a, it's a, it could be a half a point. It could be one point. And let's be clear. Does home field really matter? 13 seconds away from losing their first home game was Kansas City last year. Then they lost the second home game to Cincinnati. I mean, if Tarrant catches that pass in Los Angeles for the 49ers that Stafford threw right to him, we might have two road teams going to the Super Bowl. I think we're past this home field is so significant we've got to get it. Yes, I know weather's important. Yes, I know playing at home. But I've been in too many of those home games. I've been in conference championship games seven times, and I always felt like it was a 50-50 proposition. I thought if the home team won the first game and I was playing at home, that wasn't good for me. And I thought if the road team won the first game and I was playing at home, that was good for me. So I I think we make way more out of it than it is. Okay, so the NFL, how to move forward. The Bengals haven't been notified. Remember, the Bengals get the Ravens. The Ravens don't know what's going to happen either. The Ravens a game and a half behind the Bengals for the division. Of course, the Bills get the Patriots this week. If they cancel the game, we'd then go to winning percentage and the Chiefs would host the Bills of course, at 13-3 and three now, the Buffalo Bills 12-3. and three. But you've heard some news this morning, and it's something you've been talking about for a while, and that's potentially having this go neutral as far as the field. Yeah, I don't know how it would work, but Adam Schefter was saying there's some scenarios where they're talking about uh, giving the home te- giving the one seed the option of the bye or play, and then the number two seed playing and get the opportunity to host the game. So I think there's we're playing on a neutral site. Uh, and I think this neutral site idea – was introduced by Lamar Hunt 20 years ago. Lamar Hunt, the owner, the former owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, truly believed that the Final Four in basketball was great. But he thought, like most people in the NFL, they could do something that college sports does or pros or, or college football or college and make it even better. And he believed the Final Four should be on a neutral site in, in a city like a Super Bowl so we have basically two Super Bowl weekends one weekend for the Final Four, and then one weekend for the Super Bowl. It's a great idea. Now, you say, well, the fans get cheated. The season ticket holders get cheated. They do, but they don't. They have the option to get the seats, just like they do at the home stadium. Obviously, there's flights to go down there. There's hotels. But we see college teams travel in abundance to go to the sea, watch their, their teams play. We know pro fans, pro fan, especially if it's a city like New Orleans or a city where there's a great opportunity, we will. So I, I get the sense that there's a little bit more to this than meets the eye. This could be a trial balloon flowing up there. Maybe this could be something down the road because I will say this. I know everybody thinks the owners are greedy, but these games that could be moved to cities like this make money for the players too. They make money tragedy, for the players yeah. too. And, and tragedy ends generally – Forces change in whatever whatever realm we want to discuss. I mean, this is something obviously you don't hope for, but then you start to adjust because there's only a few options here, Michael. It's, you know, cancel the game 
and use the team's winning percentages to, term, to determine the playoff ramifications or push the playoffs back a week and play Bills-Bengals after Week 18. Those are really your two options right now. Yeah, and then then it then it that gives the teams get ready for the playoffs another week. It's it's kind of a disadvantage, you know. Like I don't know. I think it's a lot easier to to just go with the win percentage and then move on and figure something else out for home field. Again, mm-hmm. whatever they decide, I don't think any team is going to is going to say anything less of it. I mean, New England's got to beat Buffalo to get in, right? And right. New England's going to have to beat Buffalo to get in, no matter what what they decide. Right, and Buffalo wants to beat New England no matter what. They, uh, Buffalo was not going to not play their guys in the game, right? I right. mean, Buffalo was still fighting. So it's like, where's the advantage? Miami, they they need a lot of help. Pittsburgh needs help. So it is what it is. It's like anything, you know. When you when when we focus on a play of a game, like let's take the 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 one of the worst calls in all of football was when the kid uh, Roby Roby uh, Nicole Roby interfered with the receiver for the Rams and they didn't call the penalty and the Ram and the Saints fans were all upset they lost their chance yeah that play on the surface cost the Saints a chance but how about the times they had three times in the red zone they didn't get a touchdown didn't that matter too so there's always more to it than just one thing is my point I know it's a, it's a point well taken and again the Bills would have had to go in week 18 anyway because they would still be pushing for home field, for the bye, for the one seed, Kansas City, of course, in the mix as well. I think the conversation that you and I have to have now is uh, how do they prepare? Again, Mario yeah. Hamlin addressed the team. Addressed the team. That's Demar's father. Yesterday, they had a walkthrough. Yesterday, they're going to practice the Bills for the first time today. They're human beings. I mean, this is just an impossible spot for these humans. Yeah, I, I, and that's to me that was my feeling on Monday night. I mean, these players are human beings. They're just like we are. They have emotions. They watched what happened on the field. They're traumatized, and it's going to take some time to recover. This isn't just okay. Let's strap it on. Let's go the next week. No, I mean we 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 crossed a line that we have never crossed before, at least in my generation and in theirs, where a player is in a life or death situation. And they witnessed it, and they witnessed they witnessed the work that those great medical professionals had to do on the field to restore Demar Hamlin's heart heartbeat, a pulse. I mean that that was remarkable, and so that that's and they circled tightly, so we didn't get to see it, so no camera could come in. They basically did us a favor, and yet they traumatized themselves, like all great teammates do. So I think it's going to be a lot harder, and and football's a game of focus and concentration. And if you're worried about your teammate, health, alive, staying alive, you can't focus on what you have to do, and it's understandable. Uh, completely understandable. You know, we were talking about a precedent here, and obviously you immediately see the ambulance come out, and you think, my goodness, this is about as scary as it gets. I was actually there at the Silverdome in 97, Lions, Jets, Reggie Brown. Remember, he had the spinal cord contusion, Michael Lombardi. The doctor, the Lions team doctor performed CPR and saved his life there on the field. They actually went back to playing the game. Barry had a huge run, and it was a play, a win and you're in, I believe, scenario for both the Jets and the Lions. But uh, I was just thinking back to that. I was actually at the 91 Mike Utley game as well. You remember when yeah. Mike Utley was paralyzed on the field? I've had terrible yep. luck with this, but it, it's just a reminder. Sometimes when you're there, you're like watching the game, and all of a sudden reality hits you, and we saw that certainly on Monday night. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that to me, you have to, you know, 
you you understand as as Shannon Sharp said this on his program. You know, we, we as players and in the brotherhood, we all understand what we get into in the league, and we do too as an executives and people that cover the league. But this is something we don't expect. This is this mm-hmm. is something that we were not. You know that this is we don't go to a game expecting, and I think the fans at that stadium understood it too. The Bills fans uniting with the Bengals fans, and everybody in silence, and everybody just holding their breath, and the support and the outcry that's gone to his charity. To me, is it's really when we decide that we are we instead of me, we are really a powerful nation. The best news possible to kind of bookend this conversation. Demar Hamlin is awake and showing remarkable improvement neurologically. He's intact. I mean, that's kind of the news we've been waiting for since Monday evening and that we get that today. Yep. So it's a, it's a blessing, right? Yep, no doubt. And it's remarkable. And let's face it, and, we, and you know, he's a fighter. And, and we knew that. We knew that just by the, being the competitive athlete that he is. He's a fighter and he's fighting. And those medical people gave him every opportunity to keep the fight going. The Bills said he remains critically ill, but his lungs continue to heal and he is making steady progress. So... Just an awesome story on this Thursday, January 5th, as we get the new year going. And uh, again, Monday night, I haven't had a chance to talk to you. We've got about 50 seconds here. Did you see it? I didn't actually see it, nor did I seek out a replay. I was watching the game, obviously, but I didn't see it. And, of course, I didn't want to see it. I, so. did see the, I, I did see it. It was a delay route. It was a tackle that he made on a delay route. And... Uh, I just saw it, and then I when he when he went down again, I thought, oh no, he you know he hurt his spine or something, you know, they're like he lost feeling in his legs, and that's all I knew. That and that kind of oh no, what's going on here? Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty intense. I can only imagine what the players, personnel, coaches, and everybody there at the stadium were going through. So again, the great news as we start off the day: Demar Hamlin is awake and showing remarkable improvement. That's awesome. When we come back. The Jets have found their quarterback through hell or high water. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN pros, remember you get the VSIN tools, and by far the most popular tool are the VSIN betting splits. You can take track of where the money and bets are for every game, updated every 10 minutes straight from DK DraftKings, today's games, and future events. So make sure you sign up right now, become a VSIN pro, VSIN.com slash subscribe. You can just go to VSIN.com for those betting splits as we welcome you back. Busy show as it is here on a Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line. Will Hill's going to join, Mike Samich is going to join. Mike Palm with Palms Pressing 3 will join us as well. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. Also, we have the finalists. Football Done Right, your forthcoming book, Michael Lombardi, has a lot to do uh, with the Hall of Fame, of course. We've got the finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023, which has been revealed. What we'll do at some point, whether it's today, if we have the time, tomorrow, this weekend, I'm just going to throw the names at you, and we'll have a little fun with yes or no, Michael Lombardi, as far as the Hall of Fame. Let's tackle some of this quarterback news. Now, I brought up the through hell or high water quote from Robert Salah when discussing Zach Wilson. We'll get to the take from Salah. Salah, he's done. Of course, the Jets, they're done as far as playoff contention. The Dolphins can beat the Jets this week, and if the Patriots lose to the Bills, which is viable, the Dolphins will be in the postseason. But let's go through some of this quarterback information. Let's start with Robert Salah talking about his quarterback and Zach Wilson. I think the greatest strength and greatest gift you can give yourself as a human is to figure out what's important to you. What do you value and uh, and how can you stick to those values day in and day out? That is the greatest gift you can give yourself is to discover yourself. And um, and I think Zach needs to get away, read a book and figure that out. Uh, Zach has got all the talent in the world and we have all the confidence in the world in him. It's just, like I said, from this reset, we're, we're going to we're gonna grind with him. We are. And uh, 
and through hell or high water, we're going to figure out how to, how to get him to where we know he can be. There's the money quote. So uh, he said Zach Wilson needs to read a book. He's been reading The Daily Coach. How about that? Your boy Robert Salas so through hell or high water. Uh, by the way, the Jets are favorites at Miami. Of course, Mike White under center. They're laying point, point and a half. Miami needs to win to get in. But Miami, they signed as an insurance policy, Michael. Uh, Mike Lennon, Bridgewater, dislocated pinky throwing hand. So Skylar Thompson looks to be up here. And Mike Lennon might be in the game. I mean, the way that Miami goes through quarterbacks. Uh, I, I would say this. I think that Robert was really talking out of both sides of his mouth. When he introduced the concept that you have to understand what's really important in your life, he's saying that Zach Wilson doesn't know what's important in his life. So if you don't know what's important, how are you going to get him turned around? I'm reading a book isn't going to help him turn around. If your passion isn't there, if that's not the most important thing, then it's going to be very challenging. And for me, my question is, to, should have been to Robert, like, why don't you just play him? This game means nothing. You're out of the playoffs. If he's going to, you know, why not let him get back on a bike? I mean, when we teach kids how to ride bikes, they fall down, they get back up, they got to get back on the bike. Why would you not put him back on the bike? You know why you won't put him back on the bike? Because nobody in the locker room wants him on the bike. So that's another hurdle. You can put all the rhetoric you want out there, but you're talking out of both sides of your mouth here. Like that's that that's exact. You're saying the kid doesn't have these qualifications you got to have in life, and then you're describing we're with them all the way. But really, what you missed was you didn't connect the two. Unless he gets that, he's not going anywhere. Like we're wasting our time. Do you think it's just going to happen from reading a book? Christ, how many books have you read on Warren Buffett? Have you made any more money? <laughs> well, to be fair. If you read your book, I think you'd co-sign that. Now, the, let me just let me set this up for you because I want you to run with it. The Jets started seven and four. They've lost five straight. I mentioned they're eliminated from the postseason. Salah's eleven and twenty-two. How about Joe Douglas, the GM? Four straight losing seasons. He trades away Darnold to then draft Wilson. Four A's. He drafts. Four A's. He don't, drafts. Don't lose sight. Yep. He's had four A pluses. I, trust me, I know. He drafts Becton, even though people said weight issues, potentially injured. He hasn't played in two seasons. He hasn't built an offensive line since he's been there. Looks like. He swung and missed on Jermaine Johnson. He got Brees Hall, Gardner, Sauce Gardner, and Wilson Wright. Other than that, where's the success for Salah and also Joe Douglas, the general manager here? Well, I mean, if I'm Joe Douglas, I wonder if I have the right guy coaching my team, right? I, I don't know. Do I? I? I think that's the most important. Now, he, Woody probably was part of this hiring, but, you know, are we, I mean, last week was really – I went back and studied that tape. I mean, they did, not, they did not play with a lot of energy. They did not play like they were holding the receipts. You know, the, fir the, the first run of the game, they got a guy sitting in the hole, doesn't make the tackle, the safety. I mean, you know, like it's bad. You know, and they couldn't stop the run. I mean, they forced Patrick. What people don't realize, we, we have this perception that they have this incredible defense, right? They forced two turnovers since the bye week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't, they're, they're built on forcing turnovers. And let's be clear here. Let's be perfectly clear here. In week two, in week two, if they don't have that miraculous, unbelievable 17-point fourth quarter, 17-point, and, and if the Brownies don't miss the extra point and all those things don't happen, we're, we're talking about a team that's, that's the record is one game less and, and further from the playoffs. Think about the remarkable how the margin is so tight. And yet we're acting like they're just really one step away. When we break down their schedule, if you that game was a miracle. I'll give you another miracle. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was a miracle. 
right? They came back in that game. So, like, when I watch this, I'm like, I'm listening. Like, you know, the hardest thing to do is to understand who you are. You can't change who Zach Wilson is. You're not going. This is who he was before you drafted him. He just didn't become this because you made him the second pick. He likes football. He doesn't love football. Three of the four Jets quarterbacks, Mike White, Joe Flacco, and your boy Strebler, are going to be free agents. That's the reason that was such a pointed quote, because you know what's fascinating? Salah, where his family lives, where his kids go to school, Joe Douglas, the same. A lot of this is tied to the quarterback. You know, think about that. So what they're doing with Zach Wilson and what they're doing with the quarterback position moving forward has ramifications that go well beyond just Zach Wilson and his potential. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, since week eight, since week eight, they come back from Denver. They come back from Denver. They got the Sunday afternoon game against New England in week eight to start the season. They have won two games. They have won two games, and they have lost five. I mean, so like, no, excuse me. They, they have, won two, they have no, lost seven. They've lost seven. That's correct. They have lost five straight. They're two and seven. And, and and their record really is, if I were the – I mean, we're, we're really a 6-10 and 10 team right now because we got so lucky against the Brownies. I mean, it, it took a complete meltdown. Like that, we we stole one. And you say, well, we lost to Minnesota. They get, That balances it out. Maybe, okay, I could give you that. You know, but at, at 7-9, and nine, you're, you're not any closer. You gave up almost 200 yards rushing. I mean, you couldn't beat New England, who's not having a good team. And the fact is, you're a team built on turnovers. You haven't created any turnovers, you know, in the in the last month of the two months of the season. The defense was horrible last year and has declined and has regressed as we've gone through the season. And Salah's the defensive guy. Most of the focus is going to be on the offense and the quarterback. Do you think this is just rhetoric so they can figure out what they're going to do in the offseason at quarterback? Where do you think the Jets ultimately stand going into the next season? I think they believe it. I think that they I think that they believe that they have to rehabilitate him. I think he's I think there's two fashions here. He's holding firm on Mike LaFleur. He don't want to, Mike LaFleur is his guy. They're they're best friends. They're twenty eighth in the league in third down offense. They're twenty ninth in red zone. I mean you know, you say, well, they look a lot better when Mike White plays quarterback. Okay, maybe they do. We didn't look better last week. All right, so I think that they, they know they have to fix the – so he's got a lot of pressure to fix the offense. And then he's got to fix the quarterback. But I don't think there's no way they're going to give up on Wilson after two years. Like, I think they believe there's talent there. But if you study what makes quarterbacks great, it's more than talent. I tell this story to people all the time. Trent Green's an eighth-round pick out of the San Diego Chargers who gets cut. He goes to Canada. He gets cut. He's only signed to the Washington practice squad because his college coach, Cam Cameron's the quarterback coach. And through his hard work and dedication and through his commitment and through his level of passion for the game, he overcomes and he becomes an NFL pro bowler and a really good quarterback. It's more than just arm strength and foot movement. And it, you can't create that passion. You can't create that inner drive. So what Springsteen says, I, I, I didn't want to be a star. I wanted to be great. Like, you don't want to be an NFL quarterback. You want to be great. That ain't Zach Wilson right now. I don't know if you change it, Patrick. Is it innately in there is what you're asking? I, right now, I think it is. I think it is. I think it's one of the traits we can't really identify when we evaluate quarterbacks. The instincts and, and the passion to say, I'm going to be great. Joe Burrow, and if you worked out Joe Burrow and Zach Wilson in the same setting, you would take Zach Wilson. But what Joe Burrow has that you can't see is that, that I want to be great. I can win. 
I mean, remember now, Urban Meyer picked the late Dwayne Haskins and played him and forced Joe Burrow to transfer mm-hmm. because he didn't measure that that gene that we're, we're talking about here. Kurt, Kurt Warner stacking grocery shelves and then coming back and still battling. I mean, there's, you know, we've heard the stories, but those stories are legit and told for a it's reason. It's more than talent. That's the story. Yep, and I think that's well put. And you've said it all along, and I think there's going to be some splaining to do to the team. Zach Wilson's under center next year. That team's going to be frustrated. There's a lot out of that locker room as far as that team not liking him. That's Unless a rehabilitation happens with his personality, we shall see. That's Zach Wilson. Lamar Jackson, you're up next. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we've got a great deal right now running through March Madness. You get everything we offer. Michael Lombardi's look ahead. We get the betting guides. You get the plays every day. Plus, we're going to give you 20 bucks right now to spend at the Visa online store, all for $79. That's a ridiculously cheap price. Get involved. Become a pro. vcin.com slash subscribe. You get access to everything we offer including archives. Make sure you check it out and the tools, vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. Hopefully you're having a nice week. Again, just should reset this at the top of every segment. Damar Hamlin is awake and showing remarkable improvement after the terrifying collapse on Monday night. Just the best news ever to wake up to as we get you going. Uh, I mentioned Lamar Jackson. We will get to him. We bring in our buddy Will Hill now. And hi, Will. We start with Uh, your Lions play here. Now, the Lions and Packers have been flexed. That's your Lions, not my Lions. The Lions and Packers have been flexed to Sunday night, which is awesome. The problem is if Seattle wins early in the day, that game loses all the juice, correct? Somewhat. The the problem, I mean, they really should put the games that matter. They should couple them so there's no, you know, chicanery. So they all, everyone plays on a level. Uh, That being said, I think they're pricing into this number the fact that Detroit could take the field with nothing to play for. That being said, what's the running joke? What do we always say about Lion and the Campbells? They, they play they, hard. They, they play hard about, about Campbell and the Lions. They always play hard. So, you know, even if they're eliminated here, I think they'll take some, uh, you know, joy, some solace in eliminating possibly their division rival. To me, there's just not four and a half points. When you look at a, you know, a football perspective, there's just not four and a half points that separates this team. Okay, you know, you give the Packers a point or so for motivation, maybe a point and a half, two points for home field. You never feel great about golf outdoors. But to me, there's not four and a half points that separate these teams. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious where you have them in their, your power rankings, Lombardi. My guess is these teams are pretty even uh, because, you know what, there's just not a lot that separates them. Yeah, I mean, I had this as a one-point game. And yeah. and I mm. think Detroit's numbers have been improved steadily. Their game codes, and they're even in the game codes too. When you break down the game, I mean, you know, when I go through my twelve categories uh, of what the, uh, nineteen categories that determine it, uh, Detroit's in the top twelve and ten. Green Bay's in the top tw- top twelve and eleven. So they're really close to that area. So it's really when you see this kind of these power rankings. So it's usually a three point game, and that's what I think this game is: three points one side or the other, and. I'm surprised by this, but I think this is the residue of them not contacting you, Will, for advice on how to how to best proceed on week 18 of the season. <laughs> I'm sure there was so many other things going on in the league office, they probably lost your number, but I do agree. I think we make too much out of 
having been in the room and having been on part of this, that players don't have motivation in these games. I think if the coach is getting fired or they sense the coach is getting fired, that's a different story. But if they know the coach is back and they know the staff is back and they know their job is predicated on how they finish, they play. Will, a reaction to the programming? You know, Rodgers, with a chance to get into the playoffs, they can sort of build that story arc, you know, for him to come back from the dead again. He's done this a couple of times. Uh, I, I think it's a good story. I think it made the most sense. You know, the, Jacksonville, Tennessee wasn't going to be a game they were going to put in that spot, although they could have. You know, Baltimore, Cincy, both are in, so they weren't going to put that in there. You know, I guess Buffalo, New England was, was a possibility just because it was a winning in for New England. But I'm not surprised. Aaron Rodgers with a chance to get in. I'm not surprised. It's just it's it's not really fair to these other teams. Like, you're putting Minnesota and Chicago at different times. Like, uh, you know, it, it really in this – at least they're putting Philly and Dallas at the same time. But some of these other situations, like, this game depends on that game. They should be played at the same time, I would think. The the Jared Goff weather watch, it's not going to be terrible at Lambeau. No wind, probably no. 28 to 30 degrees. So he should be just fine. And we always reserve talk the about table that, just Michael. in case. Reserve it just in case. You know, have, maybe have one in the back room in case he needs it. But the table for two, we don't need it right away, but we might. We're not going to need. We might not need the heater. But you know what's fascinating about about all this conversation, Will, about this Packer game uh, as it moves forward with Green Bay is everybody. Well, Green Bay, they turned the ball over in the last game. The two red zones, they went for it. You know, Detroit played their a C minus C plus game. I mean, at best they did right. They were in the, they did they did not play well. Goff didn't play well. They threw an interception, threw for well under two hundred yards. They ran the ball effectively against them, but they didn't have their best outing either. Even though they won, so to me, I just think this will be a little bit of a different game. You got Brad Rogers calling the game, so you know we'll probably get you know a lot of penalties called in the game. But at least I think it'll be a good game, and I think it's a field goal game, and I think Detroit. Win or not, we'll play their butts off. I would agree. Okay, next one up. Sam Howell, the rookie, is in for the Commanders. I, I have plenty to ask Michael about Rivera and the Commanders coming up on the show. Uh, but you do like Washington at home catching the seven, hosting Dallas. Dallas, something to play for here. Yeah, there were some seven and a halfs out there. I just look, I, I look at the line. It went from two, two and a half, three, all the way up to seven, just because you went from Wentz to Goff. It is, I'm sorry, from Wentz to, to Howell. Is anybody five per, points worse than Wentz? I don't think so. So to me, this is just a classic overreaction. Dallas has something to play for if the Giants can beat Philly. So the, again, these games, I believe, are at the same time. So if they get a peek at the scoreboard and see that. Philly is putting it on the Giants, and Philly's up big. Dallas could certainly pull guys and say, all right, we're not going to get our guys hurt for no reason. We're playing next week, probably going at Tampa uh, for the wild card round. So to me, this is just an overreaction from one quarterback who, who's not any good in terms of Wentz from Howell, who we don't know. So to me, this is just an overreaction with the quarterback move. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't move the other way because I'm a little bit different here. I don't think Dallas has a lot of motivation. I think that the fact that the Giants are in full retreat mode. I mean, we're getting a Tyrod Taylor-Davis Webb game in New York. We're not going to see Barkley. They're going to be incomplete. They're, they're worried about playing. They're either going to play Minnesota or whomever. I think they're worried about their opponent. I think they know that they're not really a great team and they have to keep their health. And so Philly's going to win that game. Never did I thought that – that would happen. I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought the Giants would need to get in, not Philly, to get the first seed. I thought Philly would retreat. But to me, I think that this is a game where I'm surprised there's so many points involved here because I could see Dallas just saying midway through the second quarter, okay, this is over. Dak, come over here. Makai, you're not going to play. This is over. 
Good breakdown from both of you there on Washington hosting Dallas. How about Tennessee Jacksonville? We'll go back to Saturday here. You do have in pocket, you do have Jacksonville as far as the division. However, you are going to back Tennessee catching six here, six and a half at a couple of shops. Yeah, some of those Jaguars division prices were at, at big, big numbers, and some of them are still alive. Some of them were parlayed with the Panthers at huge prices. So uh, that was a painful one, man. The Panthers had every opportunity to win that game the other day. But we move on. We digress. The Titans and the Jags. Titans getting six. To me, this is just too many points. We know how good Frey Boys is as a dog. He's got pretty much two weeks to rest now. Because remember, last Thursday, a week ago, he, uh, you know, he pretty much pulled the plug, didn't play any of his guys. So now you get a whole extra week of rest. Dobbs is much better than Willis. I mean, we don't really know how good he is, but at least he's better than Willis. You know, you get a full Henry. You get a low total here, 39 and a half, 40. So when you have a total that that's this low, they're expecting, you know, a tight, low-scoring game. So I could see a 20 to 17 type of game. Uh, I think the Titans, look, we know with Vrabel, they'll fight. I could see this being a field goal game. The six is just a little too many in what is uh, a division title game. So I, I lean towards taking the six here. Part of that as a hedge to these Jags tickets. But uh, I do think the Titans will be competitive. And look, after everything they've been through, they've lost, what, you know, five, six in a row. They still have a chance. One win gets you in the playoffs. So they can still salvage something here, uh, the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I think that I think the Titans will play. They'll have their some of their guys back on defense. David Long won't be back, which I think hurts them. But you know, Jacksonville did the right thing. They got behind in the game. They ran. They threw the ball to beat ten, to beat Tennessee. Got throw. You're not going to run the ball much on Tennessee. They 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 make it hard. Philly uncovered that. And ever since the Philly game, where teams have come out and just thrown the ball on Tennessee, and they've protected well enough, they've been able to move the ball. But I think Tennessee, uh, they've been in this situation before. Backs against the wall. They go into New England, win. They go into Baltimore, win. You know, I mean, they're they're able to. And Jacksonville's never been in this. And some of the throws that I think that that Lawrence made in the last game were spectacular, spectacular. But they're not throws that happen all the time. Last one for you, Will. Atlanta Lane 4 hosting Tampa and Brady. This is one where I'm just reading the motivation. I can't see Tampa after everything they've been through this year with injuries, off the field stuff with Brady, playing poorly you know, on the field. Uh, they finally get in. They somehow clinch the division. I can't see them getting all fired up to go play uh, in Atlanta. I know Brady typically plays in these games with nothing to play for. Uh, so maybe you just keep an eye on it in terms of live betting. Maybe you just take a look at Atlanta second half because even if the Tampa starters start this game, I don't see them finishing it. To me, this is one where they use it as a week to recover, use it as a buy. Uh, they can just take, sort of, you know, exhale, take a deep sigh of relief. Hey, we won the division. We can move on and get ready for Dallas next week. So uh, I think Atlanta, look, Atlanta had a hard time being David, beating David Blau. So Atlanta's no great team, but I, I just can't see Tampa getting off the bus for this one. So I'm going to bet Atlanta probably in some form or fashion, whether I lay the four, whether I wait for live betting or second half, uh, I do think this is probably going to be Atlanta's game. And remember, Atlanta got that game stolen from them with the roughing the passer earlier in the year against Tampa. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I can't see why. I mean, I know Brady's going to want to play, but what's the motivation? Like, the, they have so many injuries on defense, Tampa, that they got to get those guys. If they have any chance to beat Dallas, they're going to need Winfield healthy, Carlton Davis healthy. They're going to need all those guys healthy. Right now, they're not. As an aside, Will Hill, did Malik Willis hit on your wife? Because we could be talking about South Carolina basketball, and you would bring up Malik Willis not being a starter in the NFL. I mean, that is just trying to find true. winners. He's right. I mean, it's just, he's, just seeing, he's saying what he sees. He's saying what he sees. Malik Willis, the campaign is on. Will Hill, thank you, buddy. Have a great Monday. Excuse me, right. Thursday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. No, no way, no doubt with Michael Lombardi's coming up next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football fans, all season long, the king of sportsbooks hooking you up. Just place a single first touchdown score prop on Monday or Thursday night pro football games. If your bet loses, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. 
Offer available all season long. You can wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account and check it out. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. We've got plenty to do. Mike Samich is going to join, of course. Mike Palm with Palms Pressing 3. We should reiterate the great news that we woke up to or just a couple of hours ago. Damar Hamlin awake and showing remarkable improvement after the terrifying collapse on Monday Night Football uh, just a few days ago. Okay, let's get to it. No way, no doubt. New segment here. Michael, you disagree. It's no way. If you agree, it's no doubt. And we're going to start with Lamar Jackson. We also have a clip from John Harbaugh to aid this. But Lamar Jackson will start at quarterback for the Ravens in this year's playoffs. No way or no doubt? Uh, I'm saying no way here. And I think when we listen to this clip, and probably we should listen to the clip now, uh, Elliot, because I think the clip kind of will take me to where I need to go. You know, I'm just probably going to leave all that stuff alone. You know, I'm going to focus on the game and uh, uh, just get ready to, to coach our guys and have our guys get ready to play the game. Uh, and we saw uh, Tyler was kind of limited throwing the ball a little bit out there. Uh, is he still dealing with that shoulder injury? Yeah, like I said, I'm just going to leave all that stuff alone. <laughs> Frustrated coach, no doubt. I, I think there's no doubt that, that, that Lamar won't play. No way he'll play because – you could just see it. When I worked for the National Football Post, we started that years ago. Uh, I used to take 10 columns from around the NFL and translate those, what the coaches were saying, into what I thought they were really saying. And to me, what I'm listening to is a man who's very frustrated, a man who's like, look, I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of answering it. You know, I don't know where he is. I don't know what his motivation is. I, I, you know, I could just feel it. And I think part of the problem, Patrick, is you have to understand that when you went down this road, when he turned down the contract, that when you couldn't come to some agreement, there was a great potential for this to occur. And I don't think this is a blame game here. I I don't blame Lamar for not playing. I don't. I I mean, unless he's 100%, I don't blame him because he's got too much at risk. And I don't blame the – the the Ravens for being feeling frustrated because they felt like they've offered him a fair deal. The one I blame is the Browns and Deshaun Watson. He's at the bottom of all these problems. That contract is why Lamar's not signed because Lamar wants as much guaranteed as he got, and the Brown and the Ravens don't want to do that because that was a unprecedented contract. And Lamar makes a great case. You gave somebody who was basically suspended for all this time a, a, a contract. A fully guaranteed, and you're not willing to give me one, and I was the MVP of your team? Fair. So I think the guy to blame here is Deshaun. So again, Lamar Jackson starting for the Ravens in the postseason, and the Ravens are in. That's a no way for Michael Lombardi. You don't blame Jackson. You don't blame Harbaugh nor the Ravens for how they're handling it. Uh, are they being covert with the information because they already know Lamar's not playing? Like, where do you think they stand? Is Lamar being forthright with the organization? It's a very, very complicated situation. I think they're frustrated. I think that, I mean, I don't know how reliable of what I'm being told is. I'm heard, I'm heard that this hasn't been like a passionate treatment, like I'm going treatment three times a day to get better. 
Okay. Got it. And, and that might not be accurate, but you haven't heard from Lamar that I'm doing. You know, typically when guys get hurt like this, they always come out and say, "Hey, look, I'm doing everything in my power to get back and t- to take some time." You see him on the field trying to do stuff. This you don't see. I'd be shocked if you saw him on the field today. And look, let's be clear here: when he played, he wasn't playing that well anyway. Like that—that that leads to it. Like we all tend to think this injury is what has hurt the Ravens' offense. Yeah, they scored 27 points against Jacksonville, but they—they they haven't been able to move the ball consistently with them. Their offense has taken a backseat, and his movement is predicated on being healthy. 13 straight practices. We haven't seen Lamar. He last started on December 4th. The problem with the Ravens right now is Tyler Huntley's banged up as well. You saw he couldn't really throw the football. A lot of that has to do with his shoulder, his throwing shoulder being banged up. Yeah. I mean, and this offense is bad. I mean, let's be clear. They can't throw the ball well, and they and they can't score points. I mean, how, who are you going to beat? Who are you going to beat in, in, in a playoff game if you can't throw the football? I mean, who are you going to beat? Like, how are you going to do that? They don't score any points. What they score three points again? I mean, you know, like they 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 don't even score. Po- I mean, what they score against Atlanta? Like th- sixteen points. It was sixteen to nine, right? I mean, Atlanta's the worst defense in all of football, and they scored sixteen points on them. Think about that, Patrick. How are you gonna? You know, like that's why last week against Baltimore. I mean, uh, against uh, Pittsburgh, you knew they weren't going to score a lot of points. I mean, they scored three against Cleveland. They scored sixteen against Pittsburgh. They scored ten against Denver. I think you're on to something. The curtness of Harbaugh over the past couple of weeks also leads you to believe there's a lot more going on, right? I mean, he's he has fed been, up. I mean, he's, he's I, fed well, up. he should be. He is, but this is the bed they made. Like, this is what they're in. They decided that, and and it's not their fault. They're they're trying to do a normal contract that that around the guarantees, and yet the Brownies come in here and give Deshaun Watson a buttoned up contract. And the, who was yeah. the first owner to complain about it? Who was the first owner to complain about it? Steve Bashotti, the owner of was the Baltimore Was it Bashotti? That's a good call. It was Bishotti. First guy to complain knew, about it. He knew he the knew leverage. This, he knew it was going to he knew he didn't want to do it and he knew that Lamar was going to ask for it and had every right to ask for it. Like you could agree with the other side's position in a negotiation, this doesn't mean you're going to do it. He knew the leverage handed to Lamar with the Deshaun, yeah, you're 100% right. So, again, Lamar Jackson will start at quarterback for the Ravens in the postseason. Michael Lombardi says, no way. How about this one? No way, no doubt, Michael Lombardi. Reliable quarterback play. This season has hit an all-time low. No way or no doubt you agree? Uh, I agree, no doubt. I mean, I don't think it can get any lower. I don't think it can get any lower. Uh and I think it's, you know, I say that, and, and obviously we're, you know, I don't know. And when I said that, I don't know how it's going to get better because the coaches don't do enough to protect the quarterback. Protection, getting five out is more important than protecting the quarterback. So maybe there'll be a come-to-Jesus meeting and say, okay, here's what we need to do. But I can't imagine it getting any worse than it is right now. Well, you keep on bringing it up. We're going to have Sam Howell. We're going to have Nathan Peterman. That will be 65-66 and 66 as far as different starting quarterbacks in the NFL this season. That marks the most as far as different starting quarterbacks in the single NFL season, excluding the 87 strike season. So I don't know if you have an explanation for it. Like, what I do. I mean, this? We're, we're not keeping the, we're not protecting, we're worried about getting five out in the route. You know, we're taking too many risks. You know, we're going, we're, we're taking chances when we shouldn't, you know, 
I mean, what drives me insane, you know what drives me crazy, is 25 seconds left to go in the half. 25 seconds left to go in the half. and Or let's say 20 seconds. So there's maybe three plays, no timeouts. And they put the quarterback back to throw a pass to see if and he, and he's like, just kneel it down and go in. Like, why would or, – or they hand the ball off to a running back. He got a chance to get hurt on that play. Like, go back to think about the the play, the Ramondo Stevenson, the, the, the New England play against the – like, if they kneel it down, it's not going to happen. And why would you risk Ramondo getting hit anyway? Like, it doesn't make it – you're not going anywhere. Just kneel it down. I actually like this last one with the Cardinals, Elliot. Let's jump to it. No way, no doubt. The Cardinals should sit Kyler Murray for the entire 2023 NFL season to recover – from his ACL tear. No way? No, that shouldn't happen, or no doubt? Yes, they should. No way that should happen. I mean, look, we didn't pay him all this money to sit him. Once he's healthy, he got to go. Because you know why we got to play him, Patrick? Because we got to find out how far he's got to come from the injury. Right. we got we got to be able to quantify where he is athletically in terms of speed and quickness. Because that's his game. That's his game. If he loses a little bit of that speed and he can't escape like Russell Wilson can in Denver – or if he loses a little bit of that quickness and can't escape like Russell Wilson can't in Denver, we got problems. You have problems, and we, you know, a lot of the focus has. There he is. He's he's enjoying the food. There's there's your boy. We haven't seen him smile like. Loves hospital. Barbershop loves going. I mean, he loves the food at the hospital. It's bland. It's perfect for him. We we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him smile like that. He should get more surgery, right? He's generally promoting. He had time to do his hair. I love it. He's got, yes, he did. It appears he had plenty of time to do the lettuce. Um, okay, well that and we talked about the Jets today, but also what's going to happen with Kingsbury in Arizona? Are you hearing anything before we head to the I, top? I, here? I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, you know, I think it's probably. I think the Kime. We haven't heard much about Kime's medical status. I don't think he's coming back, and I don't think Cliff's coming back either. Interesting. All right. Well, obviously, I completely jumped the gun. That was for the top of the hour. My apologize to both. I apologize to both of you boys, but that was good. No way, no doubt. I think the big takeaway is no way we see Lamar Jackson in the postseason. That's huge as Huntley continues to be banged up. Okay, plenty do. We've got Samich, and of course, we've got Palm coming up in the next hour as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. 
I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.